Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Facts News Podcast. No opinions, no bias, no agenda. Today's information is not as categorical as earlier weeks, as the election and coronavirus news has slowed. I do, however, have a good amount of intriguing information for all you listeners here this week, so I hope you enjoy. The National Defense Authorization Act, or NDAA for short, was passed by the House of Representatives on Tuesday, 335 to 78. The Senate passed the bill, 84 to 13, on Friday. The bill will now head to the President to sign. However, the President has threatened to veto the bill. If he did veto the bill, it would go back to the House and Senate, where if they maintain their two-thirds majority of votes to approve, they could override the President's veto. The bill authorized $740.5 billion in funding to increase pay for soldiers, modernize military equipment, allow troops paid parental leave, boost anti-discrimination policies for federal employees, as well as many other things. The White House issued a statement expressing their dissatisfaction with Congress for not repealing Section 230. Section 230 is part of the Communications Decency Act. This section prevents social media providers from being held liable for the behavior of their users. The White House also expressed concerns with the act in that it limits Trump's use of military funds for the southern border wall. It renames military installations and, quote, restricts the president's ability to withdraw troops from Afghanistan, Germany, and South Korea, end quote. This information comes directly from the Executive Office of the President in a written statement. The NDAA also included the Corporate Transparency Act. The Corporate Transparency Act requires millions of U.S. companies to reveal who their owner is to the federal government in order to deter the use of shell companies. Shell companies are companies who exist only on paper and have no office or employees. Earlier in the week, the state of Texas filed a lawsuit against Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Throughout the week, other states began joining the lawsuit, including Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, Utah, Alabama, Florida, Indiana, Kansas, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Alaska. Despite nearly 40% of states joining this lawsuit against four other states, the Supreme Court turned down the case. The lawsuit's aim was to prevent the four states who have been accused of violating numerous election laws from counting their electoral votes when the Electoral College meets on the 14th of December. After the decision on Friday, the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas, Alan West, stated, quote, Perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the Constitution. End quote. The March for Trump is taking place today, Saturday the 12th of December, in Washington, D.C. Tens of thousands of supporters are rallying all over the city, including in Freedom Plaza, the National Mall, and at the Supreme Court. The Biden campaign has stated that if Biden wins the election, 
he will use his executive power to ban the importation of assault weapons. In other news, SpaceX launched Starship SN8, which was able to take off and perform its landing flip maneuver before exploding as soon as it attempted to land on the landing pad. Despite the explosion, Elon Musk stated they got all the data they needed from the launch. Forty people were arrested on racketeering charges in South Carolina after it was found that multiple prison gang members were running an organized drug empire that went beyond the prison walls and utilized contraband cell phones to carry out the illicit activity. Around 130 firearms are tied to the arrests, and it was estimated around $40 million worth of meth, heroin, and fentanyl were trafficked over the last three years. In coronavirus news, the FDA has approved the Pfizer vaccine for emergency use, and 2.9 million vaccines are expected to be shipped out over the next week. It was also revealed this week that the Pfizer vaccine caused Bell's palsy in four patients during the vaccine trials. Bell's palsy causes facial droop in one side of the face, but it can be treated and fully recovered from. Dr. Hinman, MD, an assistant professor at UCLA, explained that 20 out of 100,000 people generally develop Bell's palsy. So, 4 in the 38,000 trial individuals is well within the margin of error. Representative Tulsi Gabbard introduced Bill 8923, which mandates medical care for infants who survive an abortion. The CDC has estimated that between 2003 and 2014, 143 infants were born alive during abortion attempts. In foreign news, Britain has staged Navy boats around their waters as they continue to attempt to strike a trade deal with the European Union. The House results as they stand now are 222 Democrats to 211 Republicans. Iowa's 2nd District was declared for Miller Meeks after a victory of six votes, but Rita Hart has asked the U.S. House of Representatives to decide the winner of the contest. Claudia Tenney has led Bradinsky for weeks, but the lead in New York's 22nd District has shrinked to just 12 votes. Just this last week, a judge declared a re-canvassing of the votes in the district. In lighter news, and to conclude, on December 14th, the year's only solar eclipse will occur. While only those in South America can see the eclipse, live streams of the eclipse will likely be available online. And once again, thanks for listening to this week's episode. I know this episode was a little shorter, but I hope you enjoyed it anyways. If you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate to email me at realfactsnews at outlook.com. Again, that's realfactsnews at outlook.com. Thank you, and have a great week.